When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the WrestleWolf podcast brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm Damien Gibson. And I'm Paulie and has only had tea this week. (laughs) Um. Yes. Uh, just quickly, um, you can find us on Twitter if you want to jump on Twitter at Mark Polly T and Miss Damien Gibson. And our website where you can find all things WrestleWolf is WrestleWolf.com. Um, yeah, man, uh, we just had a pretty long production meeting about whether we were even going to talk about uh, what happened in AEW this week, what that means. Um I just thought it might be a good opportunity to talk about all the happenings in AEW from a fan perspective because essentially that's what we are. We're two friends who are fans of AEW and we get together weekly to, to talk about it. We're not experts. We don't have any <laughs> we don't have any like insider knowledge or anything like that. We've never wrestled, we've never managed. So I just thought it might be an interesting take for the listeners to hear how we saw this week because i don't know about you but this was a really um not not to be too over the top about it because i managed to live my life and (laughs) you know what i mean but as far as wrestling is concerned which is really important to me like it's my favorite thing this was a really shit week to be a wrestling fan like the pay-per-view was pretty good like I enjoyed the pay-per-view and then within minutes of the pay-per-view airing the rest of the week up until Dynamite, which was Thursday morning here, so three or four days, I just felt really um, despondent, nervous, a bit angry, um, embarrassed to be a fan of AEW. Uh, and maybe, could- maybe like Mox said when he first came out, pissed off. Yeah, him using the word embarrassed mm. really resonated with me. Like that, I it hit me right in the chest. Of like that's exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt. And I'm not even involved. I'm mm. not. <laughs> I don't work there. I'm not busting my ass week after week to to try and make this company a success. I don't know where you want to start. But, but, I our, mean, we're, but our involvement, our involvement is that we as fans, to our own social group, to anyone who listens to this, to to anyone who sees us on the street wearing T-shirts, we represent and promote this organisation for a reason, intentionally, deliberately, Mm -hmm. 
because we want to know, we want people from, from many reasons, but for, for, for a couple of reasons are that we want people to know that this product is something that's fun and there's much better options out there than the one that people default think of. Yeah, you don't have to drink Coca-Cola. There's other there's other drinks available. That's and, right. Um, you know, we love the flavor of AW. We certainly do. Terrible metaphor going. We certainly do. Um, and and the um, there are things that happened over the past couple of days that made the organization look poor. And I'm, I'm I yeah. c- couldn't like it, it looked it looked like they were disorganized. They were mm-hmm. um, uh, out of control, um, and got me worried. Got me genuinely worried that there could be some serious ramifications, potentially meaning that they might not even have a new TV deal. Yeah, like, and that <laughs> after that, who's going to pick them up? Like, it just it really got me worried. Yeah, I hadn't even, you know what? I hadn't even thought about that until you just raised it then. Absolutely. And it could still, could still. I mean, Discovery, who bought Warner Brothers, came in, the guy who came in shelved a $90 million film in Batgirl because he heard it was shit. Hadn't even watched it, dude. Didn't even watch the film. Just heard it was shit. It was like, ah, fuck it. We'll just shelve it and move on to the next thing. He's essentially gotten rid of all DC programming from HBO Max. This is a guy who, and like, I just want to, I'm not trying to panic anybody or anything like that because supposedly they're very happy with AEW and and are going to continue the agreement. So don't stress. But I'm just saying these are things that, I mean, Jericho said this in his part of the press conference where he said, like, you know, I say this to the guys in the locker room all the time with the swearing and the words that you use and all that kind of stuff. You have to be very careful because wrestling shows or TV shows have been taken off air for much less. Like he he even used the word and referenced Jungle Boy, using the word pussy, for example. You could get you could get taken off TV for that. People have been taken off TV for less. So If that's something that Jericho, who has 30 years of experience, is talking about and he's pointing out something as small or seemingly small as, you know, Jungle Boy getting carried away and using (laughs) a fairly derogatory term on TV, um, imagine what the company's star running through the other three company's stars in a... (laughs) In a press conference, I mean, you would you would be nervous, right? If you yeah. were running Warner yeah. Brothers, you'd be looking at this and going, "Tony, what's going on here? Like, do you have control of your people? It doesn't seem like it, you know." Yeah, and this um, this is what this is this is one of the reasons that got me got me generally worried that that, that that this thing that I'm that I'm a bit of a cheerleader for is is uh, looking dangerously. Um, dangerous that it's, it may not have the strength to keep going and it really <laughs> really did now um look i want to be particular be to 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 not uh criticize anyone individually because as you said before we're not there we're not there we are just guys from the outside looking in um uh but when when you look in and see just the way that 
their championship has been managed. And this is this part, this part is purely no fault, no one's fault. Purely no one, absolutely no one's fault. Punk had his, his belt for the first time for, I believe it was four days or, or even three or four days, maybe something like that, before he had to come out and say, I'm injured. I can't defend this. The second time, you know, let's say it was two days before it's been vacated. Mm-hmm. So you've given, you've, you've, you've taken a massive risk on a guy who's been out of the business for seven years, who has one of the biggest names in, in the industry. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sold a lot of t-shirts once he's come in and he's been really popular. People are selling out stadiums. Great. But when you put the belt on him, he fails instantly. His body fails instantly. You try again after he's he's healthy again, and he and he tears. I think it's triceps or a pec or something like that, and he's out potentially for eight months. Now that's ignoring all of the hoo ha backstage. Just simply, can this 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 warrior represent the company with stamina? And at this point doesn't look like he can no the answer is no and i would suggest that after his outburst on monday and this is coming from you know i mean we joke about it on the podcast but legitimately i have four cm punk t-shirts in my <laughs> in my drawer i looked at it this morning it was like oh, your obsession is insane um i was really disappointed in in what happened and you would think from you know uh you would think from a company standpoint and from a fan standpoint, it would be difficult to put the belt back on him for not just what happened at the press conference, but also what you're talking about, Paul, is it's too much of a risk massive to, to put him back in that spot. Also, I don't, you know, I mean, it was great that Punk got a couple of, you know, um, had has had a couple of AEW reigns or title reigns. At the risk of sounding like Bruce Pritchard, and I always hated it when he said this, I don't know if CM Punk's someone who needs the belt, you know? Like, 100%. If he, if he does come back, he, he is a guy that could probably just wrestle matches and people would show up anyway. So he's maybe the only guy on the roster you could say that about. But um, No, no, I disagree. Like, um, you know, look back at the all-out card. We had um, Danielson versus Jericho, and that was booked days, just a couple of days before uh, no, no, I get that. I get that. And, that, and that's a, like, I mean, yeah, you could put Danielson in, in match after match after match and, and people would rock up to watch it. But I think I'm more sort of talking post-press conference. I think people would oh. be quite understanding of like, oh, well, we don't put Punk in the title picture because one, the press conference, and two, every time he gets the belt, he gets injured. Mm. Um, who knows what Tony's going to do? He's got eight months to think about it anyway, and that's even if if Punk does come back, which there are huge question marks around that. But, um, yeah, I was really disappointed in in that. Like it just felt it's it's such toxic male behaviour <laughs> in that in that room. I couldn't I couldn't get over. It. I still can't get over it thinking about it. Um, what I did like though, dude, was that. Um, as soon as I tuned into Dynamite, 
everything kind of was eradicated. There was still feelings of awkwardness at times throughout the the episode, but there were two things in particular, and we'll, we'll get to Mox's promo later on in, in the in the episode. But the fact that Tony uh, stripped all four of the people involved in the altercation off their titles and sent them all home, and hasn't and is in and is. Uh, conducting an investigation like a like a sports team, like a professional sports team would, I couldn't be happier with that. I could, I could, like, I know there's been some criticism of Tony in the moment not doing enough, and that that's probably fair criticism to a point. Although, if someone was going off like that next to me, I would probably be frozen solid as well, <laughs> and making motions that just wouldn't make any sense you know but i think his management of this has really um shut a lot of people up because i think there are a lot of people who were who were ready to go after him for being weak and being a weak leader and all that that sort of thing that's a there's been a criticism of him for months now and i think this week he really brought down the hammer right like um, yeah for me anyway as a, as a super mark of aw i was really pleased with that what did you think well, um, uh, d- during the during the press conference, um, there were surprises. There were there were a lot of reactions from me included about the um, um, surprise reactions uh, to Tony looking directly at Punk and essentially smiling and nodding for a while and. Um, I, I, I was thinking, okay, like, is he the car, the cogs turning? Or is he thinking, right, okay, this isn't great, but with his some content, we can work this into an angle sometime soon. I hope he doesn't go on for too long. Hmm. And then he just kept going. <laughs> so it was a bit, um, yeah, I, I found that su- surprising in the moment. Um, but but I get it. You know, it's hard to um, it's hard when you when you when you when you're a certain personality type, you you gotta you gotta be who who you are. Um, but once you had um, you know time to reflect and and you know the the cameras were off, then you're right. The 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 reactions have been um, appropriately swift, and yeah, um, and also um, not uh, pu- uh, and appropriately private too i think um Mm. you know the the information that we heard at the beginning of dynamite was the first public statement there was nothing mentioned publicly all of it all that we heard uh, uh like before that was inside news from people who have got um you know dave nelson's phone number yeah that's it. So, you know, we, we just had to kind of weigh it all up from there. But the first public statement that we heard about it was live on Dynamite, and I like that. Yeah, and it was also, um, I mean, it was quite um, restrained as well. That didn't mention Punk, didn't mention the Elite, just nope. said, you know, because, I mean, everybody knew. Everyone knew what had happened. Everyone was aware, you know, if you Actually, were tuning into AEW, like, this was a story. This is a big enough news. I mean, I think people accuse uh, podcasts and YouTubers and people on Twitter to thinking they're the center of the wrestling world and most people don't pay any attention. And I think for 99% of stories, that's absolutely correct. I think this is a story that went mainstream. If my Twitter feed was anything to go by, 
for three straight days, the highest trending thing on the res- like when I logged into the WrestleWolf account was CM Punk. So everybody knew what had happened. Everybody was aware. So the fact that he didn't say anything felt quite classy to me. And it, uh, I was really nervous tuning into Dynamite this week, man. I wasn't sure what I was going to get. Um, you know, I think I'd been hyped up so much uh, from what had actually happened and my own reactions to it and then having to deal with like, um, like I, I had to do some soul searching this week about like my obsession with CM Punk and like, is it correct? Am I, you know, I felt dumb <laughs> for being such a CM, pa- CM Punk mark, you know, like it's hard to watch that footage and defend it. I couldn't do that at all. So, uh, you know, I felt really sad as well because I felt like I was losing something. I felt like I was losing fandom of a dude that I've loved for a decade and more. And then there was also like just the the paranoia of like, is this thing that I love going to fall apart? And within 20 minutes of Dynamite, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) No, it's not going anywhere. Like uh, Tony's a fucking billionaire and – they have a TV deal, and if as long as everything's all good, they'll have another TV deal. And um, the way that he went about, you know, punishing those guys or dealing with the scenario actually makes me feel really uh, comfortable with Tony's leadership of the, of the of the company. Like, I if things like this happen again, I'm actually quite. Um, sure that he'll deal with it in a really uh not po- positive isn't the right word but the in a in a very professional manner that'll see aw succeed no matter who the personalities are that pass through it did you get that vibe after dynamite or am i overstating things a bit well uh, look um i i i i felt much more comfortable about it that's for sure it was a great it was a great show and we will get into the details about it Straight after this break. Hey guys, the NFL's opening week was action-packed and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, a lot of wrestling audiobooks. I listened to Terry Funk's uh, biography, Jim Ross's second biography, Brian Danielson's biography, yes. Uh, and it's been great. And one reason it's been great to listen to is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Uh, Raycon's everyday earbuds, they look, feel, sound better than ever. 
with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio for half the price of other audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Some of my favorite features of the earbuds are uh, you can have three customizable sound profiles so you can flick between your sound profiles, being able to tap on your earbuds to get to those functions, and awareness mode. So if I'm going for a run, I can still hear what's going on around me, whether it's traffic or, or whatever the case may be. I use my Raycons at the moment, mainly when I'm going for a run, listening to those audiobooks. The sound profile I use is that awareness mode, just so I can know that I'm going to hit by, get hit by a car, and that's good for me. It's good for my family. It's good for you guys because you get podcasts. What you need to do to be able to get your Raycons is go to buyraycon.com/tppn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash tppn to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash tppn welcome back gang uh it's time for our uh lowlights and highlights of the week from dynamite and rampage a uh, little difficult to we kind of wanted to talk about the shows without talking about everything that happened this week although everything is sort of in that context but let's try Paulie, what was your low light of the week outside of obviously some pretty significant low lights yeah. <laughs> on Monday? Okay, look, I, I, I promise listeners that I'm going to be a really good boy and I'm never going to bring this up again because unfortunately um, I have brought it up a few times before. But look, um, and this, is, this, this week it happened again. But I, I promise, I swear, I won't bring it up again. I'm... There were for, the, the presentation of women this week was underdone, could have been done much better. There weren't enough matches. First of all, um, Tony Storm, reigning new champion, perfect. She had to be there. She was. But who did she face? Well, essentially a trainee. Okay, look, Penelope Ford, I know she's been in the system for quite some time, but she's certainly not considered to be a, a you know an, an A-grade top five ranked star um are they all out there are they are the rest of them all injured is that why or have we seen too much of them are they uh, is, it, is it time to just balance the the number of t- the tv minutes they're getting i don't know i did actually think she did pretty well in the match but i thought it could have been done better um the next and the only other women's match that we got to see on um the tv this week was during Rampage, which was great. You get to see a match, a women's match in Rampage, but essentially mm-hmm. it was one of the coaches against the other coach. Like now, I I don't know for sure um, that, that Serena Deeb is a coach, but I think I know she's a coach. I mean, <laughs> she's she's um she's she's a a, a veteran. Um, she would be highly respected backstage. She would be teaching uh, the the young talent moves, and that's and we know that Madison Rain has just been brought in as coach. And we got to see the the two of them. Um, this is this is something that should have been should have been shown either in dark or even not even presented to the public. It should have been shown as a presentation to all of the trainee girls. This is what you should be doing. Uh, they, I, I think they can do it better, but I promise I won't bring it up again. 
Yeah, well, the um, the news, <clears throat> this isn't verified news, but the news is that Thunder Rosa has actually asked for her release. Um, so that's on top of Malachi Black being granted his release uh, a couple of days ago. So um, I don't know, maybe the roster is a little thinner than we think it is. Uh well, but yeah, well, you're right. I mean, it, the presentation has been poor since day one. And it hasn't. It did. Yeah, it, it continues to be poor. Even if that news of Thunder Rose's request is not verified or not true, um, then she wasn't going to be on screen anyway. She's out. She's injured, right? So she's 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 not an, an option to be uh, to be presented. I mean, you could sure store she could come out and do a promo, but. She's injured. The idea is you not you don't expect to see her for at least a couple of months anyway. Oh, I get that. I just I just thought it was interesting in the sense of like maybe all the news about the women's roster being dissatisfied with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and now Thunder asking for a release if that's correct. I mean, it could maybe just this be is validation. Yeah. Well, it, it, no, I mean, I just in the sense of like Tony was like, I'm going to put the two women that I trust on TV this week. Maybe. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Okay. We got Serena and Madison. And and look, it was a it was a it was a good TV match because why not? Why wouldn't it be? They are very good at what they do. But God, you've got to give some TV time to young talent. And they did in many other aspects of the week. Um, the, the 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 men were presented very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're right, man. Like it, it just. We do need to keep bringing it up until it's rectified because it just doesn't, just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Um, look, my low light, really quick one, and it's it's not as big a deal as Paul's, but it's still I thought was a missed opportunity. I thought this week was um, an opportunity to, considering the first half of the week. I thought Dynamite was an opportunity for a feel-good moment, and we kind of got it in the booking of this match, but I feel like you could have gone to a 1,000 by giving the best friends the trio's belt rather than a death triangle. Mainly, my my low light of this is I just think we need to put a belt on Orange Cassidy. I don't understand, I don't understand how many great matches, how many T-shirts... Like, you know, how many great matches does a guy have to have? How many T-shirts does a guy have to sell? How over does he have to be with every demographic before a guy can get a fucking belt in this company? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do just, know what you mean, yeah. You, like, you, I understand Death Triangle are the trio's team and they're, you know, all three of those guys are, you know, you could make an argument that the three guys in Death Triangle are the best in-ring workers in the world. I get that. I just thought from a story standpoint, from a merchandising standpoint, from a recognizable standpoint, you take the chance and you put the belts on the best friends and just see how it goes. You know, I might be wrong. You put the belts on those guys and no one gives a shit and at the next pay-per-view you have to give it to Death Triangle anyway. But why not take that chance? This was a, a reset on Wednesday night and you could have just taken that chance and and – I understand all of my arguments for the best friends could be used as a counter argument for Death Triangle. So this isn't me going, I hate <laughs> Ray Phoenix and Penta and Pac. Them. I'm not saying that at all. I just, I've been a big proponent of Orange Cassidy since day one. And I just, I genuinely thought, hey, here's a chance. Just put these belts on them, see how it looks, see how it feels. 
let Orange Cassidy take it out for a test drive and see what a championship looks like around his belt because it it could elevate him even more and you've got a star, you've got a, a national star in your hands here because Cassidy has that ability. I don't know if Pack does. Dude, in your defense, um, uh, I would say that the um, the the five there was there has been mention of the four pillars, but I reckon you you could easily put OC in there, okay? As the 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 five young guys who have been there from the beginning, mm-hmm. who are incredibly ta- all five of them incredibly talented and incredibly popular. You've got Jungle Boy, MJF, Sammy Guevara, uh, Darby Allen, and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And if Orange wasn't there initially, he's definitely there now. I mean, the amount of, you know, I mean, just the, the match he had with Osprey, the match that he had with Jericho, the like the matches that he's had, you know, throughout his whole career at AEW have been phenomenal. And I, and I understand there's probably a hesitancy from um, putting belts on Orange because of the gimmick, but the gimmick is what gets oh, him over. Yeah, look, you know, I, I, I question myself um, uh, about uh, the 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 decision to put him in a match against the best wrestler in the fucking world, Will Osprey, and that was blown out of the water. Right, mm. he is superb. He's got a great gimmick that draws people in. And yeah, and yeah, yeah, and, and then, then you see him in the ring, and that's right. Yeah. And then you're sold. Yes, you are sold. And each of those guys that I mentioned um, have had a belt, um, whether it be tag or TNT. And um, uh, MJF hasn't had a belt, but he's had the diamond ring twice. Um, and he will have the, a belt very soon. Uh, yeah. He doesn't mean, you know, he's, he's the biggest heel in the company, whatever. You don't need to talk about him further. Um, I reckon that, Classic, um, simple as as you can get, as you, you you can imagine, um, uh, lazy thumbs up uh, t shirt that uh, that uh, everyone is wearing in the stadium for mm. uh, for for Orange Cassidy would look beautiful with an orange with a, with a gold belt wrapped around the bottom of it. Absolutely, like, and then have the sell. yeah, they have the Orange Cassidy plates on the belt with the little thumbs, <laughs> little thumbs up. Oh, I, I just would work so well. Yeah. My other point as well, and I, I promised myself that I wouldn't bring up the Fed in this episode, and it's not even necessarily criticism, it's more just the way things are. Hunter tends to book a territory that is a lot of uh, black boots and black shorts, and there isn't a huge amount of diversity of personalities on that. I know people bring up Velveteen Dream and blah, 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 but he loves his Tommaso Champers, he loves his Johnny Gaganos, and we're like, we all do. Someone like Orange Cassidy, um, someone like Dan Housen, even someone like MJF to a point is a point of difference from that. So why not um, elevate it, it and 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 yeah. and be the alternative? AEW is the alternative at the moment from WWE because WWE the big dogs on on right. campus still. So paint yourself as that alternative. Anyway, I just thought they missed a trick. But congratulations to Death Triangle on being the new AEW Trios champions. <laughs> and the first, the first guy to be to be double gold to hold double gold uh, pack. Is that right? Yep. Oh wow! Look, it's a long way since two hundred five live days in WWE for 
pack, isn't it? It's like it, it is. It is good to see him getting the recognition he deserves for the the wrestler that he is in AEW. So, but yeah, I, I just um, said- I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on Orange Cassidy because it, it, you just Tony's right there, man. <laughs> He's right there. Uh, let's jump into our highlights. You want to go first, Paul Lee? Well, um, it was uh, one of those one of those pleasurable weeks where it was difficult to pick a highlight because it was oh, so yeah. mm. good. And um, yeah, uh, you could see that the effort has been had been clearly put in to make sure that this was a solid week of of TV wrestling, and it goddamn mm. well was. And both of my both of my highlights were the matches that were main evented. Sorry, most of my favourite parts of the of the week were the matches that main evented the the, the broadcasts. Um, the um, the, uh, the 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 Claudio uh, Castagnoli and Dax Harwood match for the ROH World Champ that main evented Rampage today was outstanding and um, just a, an incredible um, hard powerful striking affair uh just uh, two absolute pros are really enjoyable but my highlight app for the week was the uh dynamite main event and um there, there was more to it than just the match itself so it was it was daniel garcia in his hometown against uh william youtube and um uh <laughs> Uh, he, he, Will, William was uh, defending his 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 uh, his ROH Pure Championship, one of the sixteen titles that are floating around AEW at the moment. <sighs> this was Whoa. pointed out on Twitter a few minutes ago that I picked up, and uh, it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, so uh, I'm not going to go through them because I don't want to. Waste time, but anyway, um, this match was just outstanding. Like these two, uh, granted they weren't there from the beginning, so I'm not talking about the OG, OG young talent, but they are young talent. They're about 23 and 25 years old. Um, they have not, um, you know, they don't don't have they don't have a WWE background. They're not. That's not the reason they're here. They're here in the business because they put their um, they put the hours in, they train with the best, and they are um, just outstanding wrestlers. Their mat work, their chain work, their counters, their submissions, uh, it, was, it was gracious in its pure, like, gliding transition from one to the next. Uh, it, was, it was physical, it was intense. Um, the 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 um, uh, determination from Garcia to get that submission at the end, the which he's now calling the Dragon Tamer, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Um, the, the 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 fact that they had a local uh, rapper come out and and he's had all his whole crew at the side of the stage wearing the red jumpers, um, uh, the the confetti at the end, and it was just a, a brilliant brilliant match, and 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 what a great. Um, what a great uh, prologue! You know the um, the bit 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 at the end where um, where uh, Jericho no Danielson came out to wrap the uh, the new belt around Garcia. Yeah, that was a really nice moment, and also uh, Chris Jericho coming out and doing his pantomime like, "What is this? What is this?" 
Uh, The whole, I mean, the whole episode reminded me of this and we'll get to my highlight, which was at the beginning of the episode, but it it just felt like old school dynamite where the kids were getting pushed with some old hands helping out and um, it just felt good, right? Like that moment where Danielson put the belt around Garcia, I was like, oh, well, this is fucking great. This is what AEW is. You know, that's why it's why it's special. It's why we spruik it so much is that you have moments like this where it's like, look at this fucking kid in Buffalo with his hero, Brian Danielson, putting the belt around him. Like, loved it. Loved it. I also had a thought during this match where I was like, I could quite happily watch Daniel Garcia. Heartwarming. Yeah, it was. I could quite happily watch Daniel Garcia and Willie Yu to wrestle for the next 15 years. In AEW, I would have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, my highlight is the obvious one, and I kind of I feel like I might have big dog Paul a little bit into uh, doing this one. Is <laughs> the Mox promo? There isn't really much I can say unless I recited it word for word, and then I just ruin it. It was a promo that um, you know. I think we use the term all timer a lot with promos in in Dynamite. This is. Um, not only was it an all-time promo in its quality, it was needed. This felt like a captain talking to his team uh, before they were about to go out to play a final. This You saw a reluctant leader take charge in and this made, promo. And he made us feel like part of the team. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I saw uh, – when William Regal first came across AEW, he talked about um, John Moxley's uh, uh, audition tryout for the WWE, and he talked about how his in-ring work was pretty good, but as soon as he spoke, uh, Regal knew there was something special going on. And uh, I've always kind of maybe underestimated John's um, – promo abilities, even though he was my favorite member of the Shield and I thought he should have done more promos and I loved him in WWE and da da da, da. Um, this is um, This is the anti-pipe bomb, <laughs> you know? Like this was – this brought everybody together. Um, this was superb. It was just – it was riveting television. It wasn't just great wrestling television. It was real – it was a real human story. There was he was this guy who had been, you know. I think everyone forgets the kind of shit that John's been through in the last twelve months, personally, and then for him to he's dealing with that on a day to day basis, and then also be like, "All right, fine, I'll put this whole company on my back, and we'll we'll get to the promised land together." was phenomenal and there was even still little bits of humor in there from moxley where it was like i wasn't even quoting clerks like i'm not even supposed to be here today you know i i just thought uh you know i'm meant to be on holiday mm. <laughs> was a nice little insight into like um you know i i just thought it was great his confrontation with mjf was fantastic as well it started off as a little pantomime and then we got i, I liked that um sort of bait and switch uh, of MJF coming out and doing the locker room speech (laughs) Uh, and then John Moxley coming out and doing the real locker room speech. Um, Uh, I I will, my, sorry, man, just one last thing. My respect for John was always super high, but after Wednesday, 
um, I'll I'll never hear a bad word said about John Moxley <laughs> for the rest of my days after that after the, that promo. He made me he genuinely made me feel better from a from a wrestling promo, and that's a pretty special skill to be able to do from the other side of the world through a television screen. You you're right. Uh, I I honestly felt like those genuine uh, concerns, those worries about the longevity of this thing that I love, this this, pro, this company, this TV show, these guys, these tours, this wonderful art form, the my worries had were, were just gone. Mm. Once he, once he's because because he he felt like he was reaching out to, reaching out through the TV screen, holding out his hand and say, "No, nah, man, come with me. I got this. It's all cool. It's all good, dude. It's all good. It's all good. Stop stressing. Don't worry about it. Everything's it going to be fine. It was a thing of beauty. Um, I want I want to give some props to uh, to Max to MJF for the um, for the, uh, the he did, he did, he did a John Cena speech. Yeah, I mean, it was full John Cena cosplay, right? Until until we got to see the the real Max. I mean, it was superb. It was, it was so good. Yeah, tone perfect. Oh. Uh, but and, yeah, let's. Um, oh, sorry, you go, man. And just, just one one last bit is: this, look, uh, I um, this this, this is uh, uh, um, something I was thinking about when you when you were talking about the um, the the way that. The, the presentation was so done so pro- professionally that we didn't we didn't hear anything. Nothing was mentioned specifically about the the, the EVPs of Punk or anything throughout the match throughout the night. No one was chanting anything. No one was holding up signs. It seemed like there's no there's no such thing as a casual fan when it comes to AEW. Because <laughs> if there were, then they would be doing shit like that. Yeah. Right. And during. Um, uh, Mox's promo. He didn't address it. Specific any any excuse me specifics, but he did say that one of the reasons why this company is together and one of the things that we love is that we are leaving the demons or the um, dark uh, aspects of the past behind. And I thought that was just a bit of a. A bit of a subtle way to say that we're moving on from this bush, from this 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 way that people have interacted in the past. Yeah, like it's all old school bullshit territory crap that you know was amplified in in the Fed for years. And yeah, it was nice. It was nice for him to address that and, and sort of talk to the locker room about it. Of like. We're not doing that shit anymore. No. <laughs> it's 2022. This is bullshit. Fuck this shit. You know what I mean? It's a workplace. People shouldn't have to worry about this crap. Um, I mean, it, it's an amazing irony to me that uh, John Moxley, <laughs> you know, that John Moxley is this like uh, level he's, he's the locker room leader. Like yeah. he's the captain of AEW. I, I, if you had put the roster up against the wall and was like, okay, well, who's going to be the Undertaker or the Stone Cold Steve Austin? I mean, Stone Cold, there's probably some comparisons there, but, mm-hmm. you know, who's going to be the, the the guy who keeps this company? Who's going to be the Tanahashi? Who's the ace of AEW? 
Uh, and if you pointed out John Moxley, I would have been like, no way, man. I would have put <laughs> Brian Danielson ahead of him, Chris Jericho, well, according uh, Kenny to Chris Omega, Jericho. Matt and Nick Jackson, <laughs> CM Punk. <laughs> according uh, to Chris Jericho later on in the broadcast, he said, I am the locker room leader, but uh, yeah. That was interesting. Well, I think I think there's a few different people doing some good work. Um, Jericho's been getting some big ups this week from a lot of different people, so I won't take that away from him. Um, quickly, should we jump into predictions for next week? Yeah. I reckon after the wonderful main event from Dynamite, there is going to be a crazy switch. I reckon that Daniel Garcia, after his hero presented, uh, wrapped the belt around his waist, Mm-hmm. He is uh, he is going to uh, join the Brisbane City Club, Brisbane City Council, and <laughs> and mm-hmm. William YouTube is going to join Jazz Hands with Jericho. What? Oh man! Got to be crazy switching going on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then, we get, then we're going to get a rematch for this uh, Pure 8, Wowerage Pure title. I mean, that's pretty fun. I would be into that. Um, my prediction's a little less boring than that one. I think Brian Danielson will beat Chris Jericho. And I think it's probably time uh, for that to happen because the winner of this match will go on to face John Moxley in the AEW vacated title championship at Grand Slam. Um, and I just really, uh, I just want to see Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Are you concerned that it's going to be another match of those two guys uh, from within the same faction? All bets are off after this week, man. Yeah, <laughs> like I would have been previous to. You're right. The fucking suspensions, but you've got to do. Giving, you've got to do what you've got to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm giving Tony so much leeway. It's like whatever, man. Just everything's reset. Just do what you have to do. I think for the sake of fan, there would have been a lot of fans who would have been going to Grand Slam to see the Elite and CM Punk. They're not going to get that now. So, what's the best possible match that you can give them? Brian Danielson versus John Moxley, and I think like. You can still book both of these guys as uh, tweeners or faces or however you want to do it. It, it. You could do that. AEW fans are receptive to this. It's not, it doesn't have to be black and white. It, even in though I'm a very black and white guy in my taste in wrestling, you could quite easily have two face tweeners go up against each other and just have a fucking great match. And the last match they had was superb, which formed the BBC, uh, the. I can't. I can't think of a funny version. The form of the BBC, <laughs> yeah. the BCC. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I could also quite easily see Jericho winning, and you have a heel go up against Moxley at some um, uh, at Grand Slam. But uh, I, I don't know if you can have Jericho beat Danielson twice. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, it, it doesn't. It, anything could happen, but I, I, why would you do it twice in a row? Yeah. I just think for the New York fans and Arthur Ashe, you want to have... I mean, Jericho Moxley is still a big match as well, and everybody going will understand because they're AEW people, and so, you know, there is that um, smart mark paying attention type fan base that I don't think will get up in arms about it. But, um, yeah, I want to see Brian with the belt, really. 
even though I think Moxley will be the guy they give the belt to, I, I would love to see Brian Danielson have a heavy champ, heavy AEW heavyweight championship run um, in the next little bit. Uh, Maybe it'll be your prediction next week. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spot of the week, my dude. Uh, spot of the week. Uh, Honourable mention to a wonderful slap fest between Claudio and Dax during the Rampage uh, main event. Uh, this happened um, on the top rope. Um, uh, Claudio grabbed on. He was sort of leaning back into the ring, but grabbed on and would not let go while Dax was perched at the top rope and just hitting him like a dozen times. I don't know. It was crazy. I've never seen it before. Mm. Anyway, but but the actual spot of the reap was Brian Danielson running knee um, into Hangman's head, which sl- then slapped against the guardrail. I think it actually happened during the break. So uh, those those that uh, were watching live on TNT would have ha- uh, TBS would have had to wait until the um, the the replay after the break. But it was huge. That's my spot of the week. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, that's it for us this week. Thanks for helping us. Uh, well, thanks, thank you, Paul, for joining me as always, and um, thank you guys for supporting us. You can support us even more if you think we deserve it by rating and reviewing. That gets out into to even more people. Um, uh, but until next week, guys, have a good week. Ciao. <laughs>